Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know before you listen to this episode what we're doing and, and what's kind of happening with the show right now. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter or you're a fan of ours and you're in our Discord, you know that during uh, all the Black Lives Matters protests, uh, we're going to put the show on hiatus. We have a few episodes that we had recorded but haven't edited yet. And I, Joel, and the GM and editor, uh, I'm not going to sit at home and edit things while this is happening. Um, this movement is huge. Please, 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 if you can do anything to be a part of it, go do it. Um, one small thing we are doing, and we're not doing this for a pat on the back, we're doing this to help uplift some amazing black content creators and voices, is we're going to do a weekly episode feed drop uh, where we're going to find a group of all or primarily black uh, tabletop role play game, like actual play podcasters, and we're going we're gonna to post their episodes. Um, so this week is the first one we're doing as is, is control group. But once again, before I get into that, just want to really stress, please do something if you can. If you have money right now, uh, there's still a pandemic. Uh, there's people in unemployment. It's hard. But if you have money to donate, there's bail solidarity funds everywhere. There is also lots uh, lots of other great organizations you can do. You can you know there's there's every city has different protests going. Every city has different. Uh, organizations you can reach out to that are actually helping in this movement. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not, I can't even begin to list off even a fraction of what's out there. So just see what can, what, what you can help with, uh, or just be active, you know, be posting, telling people about this movement, that it's, that it's, that it matters, you know, anybody in your family that's pro Donald Trump, uh, tell them to get their head out of their asses and look at this fascist and what he's doing to our country. Anybody that's saying all lives matter to you, tell them to go fuck themselves. And literally, that's the worst thing you could do. Well, not the worst thing, but I'm just saying. I'm rambling right now, but this is important what is happening right now. This is not just a thing in America. There is protests all around the globe because of police brutality, systemic racism that has been ingrained into our culture, and this isn't a time to sit along the sidelines. Some people can't go out because you're immunocompromised or you live with somebody that is, that's fine. There's so much more you can do than just protesting. But if you can protest, please, please, please get out on the streets. Do it. Let your voice be heard. Let people know that we're not going to take this anymore and that we're standing against this. So, like I said, what we're going to be doing is doing some episode drops while the protests are still happening to try to help uplift and, uh, you know, uh, get, get, get black forces out there more. So we have control group, an amazing group. Uh, they reached out to us when we first started doing this. I'm so happy they did. Uh, the episode that we're going to play of theirs is so fun. And they also have a lot of other great stuff on their channel. Uh, so let me, let me read the intro they sent. Um, so here we go. At Control Group, we aim to test the latest and greatest and lesser-known systems. Whether they're hacks, expansions, or home brooms, we aim to show off what else there is in the world of tabletop role-playing games. We use mini campaigns to test the systems. These shorter campaigns help listeners keep up with us and give them just a taste of what they could use the system for. We've tested Monster of the Week Tome of Mysteries, Passion de los Passiones, A World of Ice and Fire, and currently testing Lasers and Feelings in the lens of Hitchhiker's Guides. Follow these four POC and queer Chicago comedians, Dennis, the Dungeon Master, Marcus, the Brains, Nick, the Music, and Hadley, the Funny. Uh, 
on any of our socials. Uh, you can find them at, at, at Twitter at ControlPod. Also, Control is spelled C-T-R-L as if uh, on your keyboard. So you can find them at ControlPod. Uh, Instagram is ControlGroupPod. Uh, they also have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash control group. Once again, that is C-T-R-L, like the keyboard. And patrons get access to secret episodes, early access to games they create. And they hope to one day build a website that will serve as directory to all the systems they've played and created uh, and a library of systems for anyone to try it and buy. So like I said, this is great. This is this is awesome too because not only is this a great group uh, you, you know, to help uplift, but they're doing a really cool, unique thing as most podcasts aren't doing this they're doing shorter mini arcs they're doing easy things to jump in on and you can try out new game systems and just shout out uh we, we're gonna be playing their lasers and feelings hack but their passions uh you know i have a soft spot for passions de los passions they have a great little passions arc so once again go check them out um please 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 once you listen to this episode, go follow them on all of their social. Go subscribe to their channels. Go like subscribe to their Patreon. Go support these people and find more black creators to support. And then once all the protests are done, keep finding black creators to support. Don't let this just be a you know kind of a, 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 a temporary movement because you're seeing Twitter feeds filled up every day with Black Lives Matters. Like there, it's still going to be important to uplift because. Right now, the movement that is happening is huge, and the thing that's really going to help it is don't stay complacent once it's done. Don't get comfortable again. Keep supporting. And once again, please do anything you can within your personal ability, understanding that, yes, the world is in a hectic place. Just find a way you can help. That is it. And if you listen to our show and you're weirdly a supporter of Donald Trump or the police state, fuck off and stop listening to our show because we don't want you we don't want your views we don't want your listens we don't want your money uh because those are shitty stances to have that's it i'm not i'm I, i'm not really like you know trying to call anybody out i guess i am i guess i'm calling you out so fuck off if you like those things uh fucking a cab baby fuck 12 uh no justice no peace we're not gonna stop this so let's check out control group have a good time and keep supporting black creators. Many years ago, on a very young planet somewhere within the western arm of the spiral galaxy known as the Milky Way, some fish-like creatures managed to grow legs. They weren't particularly strong legs, and they didn't need to be either. They only needed to serve one purpose, and one purpose only, to carry these recently amphibious beings for a quick stroll. This was life's second mistake. What was the first mistake? We don't know. But we do know what the 463rd trillion, 666 billion, 903rd million, 867,487th mistake was. <laughs> to understand where this mistake took place, we need to zoom in on a small planet known as Earth. And to zoom even further into the farthest reaches of North America, 
into a desolate land we call Toronto, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) In a very small, tiny YMCA in what seems to be the middle of nowhere, we find our hero, Paris Dawkin, slowly but surely falling asleep at his desk. For not many people arrive at the YMCA. If they do, it's the occasional older adult to potentially use a treadmill for about ten minutes and then sit down for a drink of water. We see Paris Dawkins slowly falling into sleep and dreams begin to take hold. Paris, what do you see? What does Paris dream of? Paris probably sees it's all in a like chalk-drawn cartoon but we see Paris as a baby and then we see two people who are obviously Paris's parents but then water smears on the dream and the chalk fades and then those parents are replaced with white parents then white parents lift up the chalky Paris baby and raise him until he's a full adult, and obviously they can't carry that weight, so they drop him. They drop him straight into a graduation outfit, and then a graduation cap falls on his head, and then the chalk gets washed away again, and Paris is in front of a bunch of kids giving talks on how to be a better person, and then like one of the kids spit wads Paris, and then he sees a woman, and she like walks by, and then when Paris's attention is the other way, he turns around to a very realistic version of a dream where he sees himself falling forever. As Paris is falling forever, you can see his body sort of turn from facing down into a bottomless pit, and he's facing up. And as he turns up, he sees in front of him a large blob? It's a, he can't really quite tell what the, the figure is, but as he looks up, slowly that amorphous mob starts to come closer and closer, and it starts to make out as like a an oval shape. And then slowly he's finding out that the oval shape has fins, and from the top of the hole that he is falling from, you can see the amorphous mob, and all of a sudden it says... Dude, I'm hungry! And that's when you wake up, and right in front of you is one of your older residents. And you know this guy. This is... <laughs> this is Mr. Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins is here because typically his, his treadmills are a little too sweaty for what he likes, and he's here to complain about that. Oh, um... Hey, Mr. Jenkins. Um, I'm sorry, I'll go, I'll go and wipe down your machine in uh, just a second, as he's wiping the sleep out of his eyes. Time and time again, son. I walk here. I go into the gym and my needs are never met. Paris is gonna, like, look through Mr. Jenkins out of the window of his office to look at the treadmills and how there's nobody on them, but there are, like, six treadmills, and he still keeps on picking the same one that only one person has used that day. Um, And then he's gonna turn back to Mr. Jenkins. Um, I'm real sorry about that, Mr. Jenkins. I promise I'll be on it in just a second. How old are you, young man? Um, I'm almost 30. I'm 29, sir. 
Are you planning to spoil your life away, wiping down treadmills, or should I say, lacking thereof, for the rest of your life? No. You know what? No. And he's going to push by Mr. Jenkins, and then he's going to walk past the treadmills, and then he goes out of frame, but then he comes back and then wipes down the treadmill because he can't leave it dirty. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) But then he's going to walk out of the YMCA. And take a big breath of that cold Toronto air. As you're walking out, you see a uh, you see a small kid. That's obviously you recognize this kid. He's part of the uh, youth group that hangs out there. Um, the uh, they have like youth group programs, like swimming programs and stuff. And this is little Timmy. And little Timmy says, "Where are you going, Mister Dawkins?" <laughs> I'm gonna make something of my life, Timmy. Are you going to leave us forever, Mr. Dawkins? And then at that, (laughs) Paris is going to get really dejected, uh, slump his shoulders, and then walk back into the YMCA. (laughs) As you walk back back into the YMCA, Mr. Jenkins is still there. He says, crawling back, are we? I don't want to hear it right now, Mr. Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) And we start to pan out of the land we know as Toronto, Canada. And we pan out even further to the continent of North America and pan back out into the farthest reaches of space. As we can see, we see a small metallic ball. We might call the hero's ship known as the Soul of Silver. And it's hurtling towards what we humans call Earth. We pan inside the Soul of Silver, and we find that A.B. Fringle and the Achu unit known as Usher 1239 are having a fight about a recent lost pet that seems to be inhabiting the ship somewhere, but it seems like A.B. Fringle never knows where this being is. A.B. Fringle, do you want to discuss um, exactly the anatomy of yourself? Because A.B. Fringle is not a human... They are an alien of another planet, the planet Exala. Yes, they have three legs and one arm. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> and, and this guy's the pilot? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. Only need one arm to fly. Is out of your chest? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a genius when it comes to this kind of stuff, so, yeah. I mean... Uh, Exali and ships require zero arms. Actually, they don't, you don't even need to use your arms. But they, for this ship, I do. So, what do you have? A, like a normal head, or <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's yeah, normal. It's just like seventies sci-fi. So <laughs> they didn't really shell out for this alien for every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dennis had a good question. What color is he? Orange. Perfect. And uh, Nick, do you want to describe uh, the the make of Echu, or otherwise known as Usher 1239? All Echu units are designed to be efficient. So they are geometric shapes. In this case, a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he, has, uh, he has long uh, legs that extend or retract, um, and they're, they're sort of cut, like look like a vacuum tube. Uh, and his arms are the same way, and they come to uh, metal claw points, but the claws can be retracted for any weapons that the Etu unit might need. He also has a tiny little backpack on his back um, for <laughs> utility. Um, 
that that has various <laughs> items that an Etu unit may need, um, and also has its calibration on the back of it. Um, though an Etu unit once designed and operational will never need maintenance ever again. Um, it uh, it at the top of uh, the rectangle, you see two large uh, fishbowl-sized eyes um, that are uh, <laughs> purely decoration. Um, it's not actually his eyes, um, but inside the fishbowls, you see floating uh, googly eyes uh, <laughs> that, that form the uh, two units. Uh, you know, the, that's the extent of the design the designers went with. They were like, we should make it look human in some way, you know, make it, make it friendly. Uh, we don't want people to be scared before they die. Um, and so, and then below the googly eyes, there's like a big um, uh, hatch. Um, that is like a slightly different metallic color than the rest of the rectangular body. Um, and that hatch um, opens up and uh, is allows the, the unit to dump in the, uh, the uh, organic material that it is harvesting, um, usually a, fu- a full human being, um, and throws them inside the hatch and grinds them up. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. It seems as if A.B. Fringle has has done it once again. He has managed to be irresponsible and lose his trusted pet once more. Echu, what do you have to say to him? Usher 1239 does not understand the point of keeping a pet if you will not take care of it. I've done it once again. I know exactly where it is. I just haven't found out yet. Asha 1239 worries for the safety of this creature. I know where I can find. I know it is a space monkey cat. (laughs) But we wouldn't call it that. It's just a monkey cat to us. It's an exalan monkey cat. If we do not find it quickly, I fear for its life. (laughs) I'll look around. All right, so uh, we look around and we notice that the... um, uh, Soul of Silver ship is uh, the deck itself is huge. You'll notice that there is a small living room type area with a very large uh, television. Um, and that is uh, if you're facing away from the control panel. The control panel is vast. It's very it's just filled with blinking buttons, things that say don't touch and other things. But in the center of the control panel it's a very large blue button that is glowing. This is what we will call the infinite improbability drive. We will find out what this does later. I know what we have to do. We can find it. Because I'm Amy Fringle. And I can do it. I'll press this one. (laughs) Which button are you pressing? The blue button. (laughs) You're pressing the infinite improbability drive? If it can make me find my monkey cat. (laughs) <laughs> it can't, but you've already pressed it. So I think when we return to normality, it'll be in this cabin. So we won't even have to go and bring it back. It'll just be here somewhere. All right. Well, you're pressing the improbability drive. I need you to roll a D100. Whoa. All right. There we go. All right. I got a 73. A 73. Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. Well... As you press the improbability drive button, you'll notice that the ship begins to to shake and shake and shake and shake. And all of a sudden, everything goes white. And as everything goes white, you'll notice that the inside of the ship 
doesn't look the same as it used to be anymore. Usher one two three nine. It seems you are wearing a a a, a bright blue button up shirt somehow, <laughs> and uh, you've got a, a kind of mullety hair. Um. And you're looking out a window in what seems to be a New York-style apartment. You'll notice that there's a a living room with several, like, couches, and there's a kitchen. And next to the kitchen is a door. And you're looking out the window of this uh, New York-style apartment. And uh, A.B. Fringle, you're going to come in wearing uh, a... uh, also a button-up shirt, but with a bunch of crazy geometric patterns all over it. And all of a sudden, you're just going to hear above you, I'll swing open the door. I'll just throw it open and then burst in. Hello, I'm A.B. Fringle. That's what D39 will slowly turn and say, You're late. And I'll say, I'm out. And I'll throw my money on the table. <laughs> Julia loses Dreyfus walks in. But it's just her. <laughs> and she just starts screaming. <laughs> and then Usher1239 says, Is this living? <laughs> and I say, Of course it's cashmere. And all this- and then, as, as after after she walks in, the door opens once again, and who could it be? Your Exalian space monkey cat <laughs> walks in, dressed as Newman. <laughs> Usher one two three nine wants to know what the deal with Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, slowly, slowly things in the apartment start to, um, slowly things in the apartment start to, um, uh, they start to return to normal. You notice that the couches look like the, the seating units that fit in the living room and the, and the solo silver. And then slowly normality restores. New man. <laughs> and I say, I don't know what that was, but I liked it. <laughs> And as the uh, the probability factor res- returns to 1.1, you hear Freddy, the, the in-flight computer, say, We have normality. Anything that is not normal is not my problem. You see that the uh, your space monkey cat is um, sitting there on the couch. What you didn't realize yes. was the consequence of your actions <laughs> of pressing the uh, improbability, the improbability <laughs> drive, is the soul silver is now hovering over a small building. You look outside, and you notice. You guys notice that below you, you see a uh, letters, large letters um, on a on a building that spell out in human letters Y M C A. Usher one two three nine wonders where are we? I try and re- I read the front of the building and I'm like, I can't make it out. It's some sort of strange writing. Shall I terminate the spider cat for <laughs> it has caused us problems? No. Shall I exterminate this planet, or shall I wait 
a millennia. Uh, maybe. I, I go outside. Well, I'll we have to, to land outside. the ship first, so we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna have you um, roll for lasers. <laughs> Is there? Can I? Can I go on the roof of the ship? Yeah, while we're you can do that. Uh, no, so you don't have to go to roll, uh, roll to get on top of the ship. So you're on top of the ship. Um, and you're gonna start to notice um, a bunch of Earthlings um, running frantically into their cars, and uh, as people are starting their cars, you're starting to hear a lot of Nico and the Velvet Underground as people um, start their cars up and people left their uh, things their uh, radios way too loud and someone as they're as they're <laughs> leaving you can hear in the car the car's rushing away and you can hear as loud as you can I'm leaving on a jet plane don't know when I'll be back again uh, <laughs> Denver no this is the uh, Paul Mary and um that's that's that oh, okay. cover version. Peter Paul Peter <laughs> yeah, exactly. there. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, what it, what do you want to do next, uh, Ab Fringle? I want to yell back to um, to Usher and into the ship so they can get this info. And I want to say, "Oh, there's a bunch of beings. They're 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 trying to move into rectangular prisms. Maybe they have maybe they have robots here." I should like to meet more of my kind. <laughs> okay, so I'll go inside right, so we can so land. We're going to have to land the ship. Um, so that is going to be a lasers roll. So let's see here. All right, so uh, you... So this is gonna, essentially is just testing this. So um, you get one dice immediately. Are you prepared to land the ship? Actually, no. I, I would say I'm expert, but I'm not prepared because I've never been to this planet. So. All right, so you get two dice, two D6. What'd you get? So my number is four. One of them one is... One of them's a four. Uh, four. One of them's four and one of them's two? Yeah, and this is lasers? Yes. And this is... Yeah, so th- so they both are successes, okay, I guess. Okay, so you got... So you actually got laser feelings um, for <laughs> for landing this ship. Um, so <laughs> as you're landing, and you, this is the best landing you've ever done. Like, it... You don't you don't scratch a single car. You like you it's like you park in a parking spot at this YMCA. Um and yeah. you actually get to have uh, a question if you want to ask a question about what's going on or something like that. Or you can you can uh, I'll let you have a hold too if you'd like. I'll ask who's behind this. <laughs> who's behind this? <laughs> what does that mean? About yes. specifically how you got here or why you're here? No, um, the people running into their cars and things that I'm seeing from these human beings. <laughs> so essentially, um, you start to notice uh, that the reason why people were leaving in the first place, because they would, there's no way if they were in the YMCA, they would have saw, seen your ship. Um, so, because it's, it's a very nimble ship, so it makes hardly any noise as it's flying over. There wouldn't have been any warring or anything like that. Is it seems like the person... There, there's a person inside the YMCA that's causing a lot of ruckus that potentially may have lost their shit. So, um, would you like to go inside the YMCA? Yeah, so I'll leave the ship and uh, breathe in the cold Toronto air, and then I'll go inside of the YMCA, because it looks uh, like that's... Usher 1239 wants to call after you. Shall I accompany you? Yeah, we'll make a day of it. Has this planet seen a droid of my kind before? Probably, I don't know. Let's do it! I was just going to try and <laughs> follow, slowly. We pan inside the YMCA, and we notice that 
Paris Dawkin is attempting to calm down Mr. Jenkins, who is causing such a ruckus. Such an older adult, you wouldn't think they'd be able to cause the damage that they did, but he, in fact, is turning treadmills over. He's he's turned four of them over, and he has two left. <laughs> what do you say to him, Paris? Uh, uh, Mr. Jenkins, I need you to put down both of the pull cues you have sharpened into improvised weapons. All right. Never! I will get my way! <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Jenkins, the three o'clock free swim has just started. You know, this is the busiest point. Mr. Jenkins is just, it's, he's, a, he's like attempting to like, he's like puncturing with his uh, sharpened pool cues. He's like puncturing the exercise balls. There's only, <laughs> there are, there's only a couple left. Um, and he looks at you and he says, you're next. <laughs> All right. Well, lucky, luckily for Paris, um, he's a huge fan of the current movies going on. Right now, which are black exploitation movies, so he's picked up a little Perfect. bit of kung fu. So, just so uh, for this one, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to have you. We're gonna do, we're gonna do lasers for this one. Um, actually, no, we're gonna do feelings because I feel like you need to remember. Um, you have to, you have to trust your confidence and your kung fu skills. Um, so. Go ahead and uh, are you prepared to fight this older adult? <laughs> no, I was not expert? ready for this today. <laughs> you are definitely I'm not, not an expert. expert All right, I'm gonna have you roll one d six. Ooh, baby! You got a four. I got a Hang four. On, let me just double check. Oh, oh, you did it! Yeah. So one die succeeds. So you are gonna you're gonna barely manage it. So you're gonna go over there and you're gonna like kind of push him to the ground. But in pushing him to the ground, um, he manages to um, throw like as you push him to the ground, he manages you to whack you in the head with his uh, with the blunt end of his uh, pool stick. So you're just gonna fall backwards and you're gonna kind of uh, you're gonna kind of like fall into sort of like a like a haze or whatever. I would. I would also really like if Paris fell down onto one of the active treadmills, so he falls and oh, then he gets flung a little from the treadmill. Going so, Mister Jack, so you you are definitely hurt. Like that definitely did not go well. Uh, but Mister yeah. Jenkins is down. He's not dead, but he's down. You start to notice that there's a little bit. There's a little bit of blood on your on your head. Um, what are you gonna do? He's gonna make sure that his. Um, high and tight fro is still intact. Um, yeah, but then after checking the blood, um, he's gonna make sure it's his own. <laughs> it, uh, I think these humans are performing a ritual of some kind. <laughs> so you, they're they're definitely staring through. You know how there's like glass for like the exercise room. They're, they're uh, Ab Fringle and uh, Usher are definitely looking through the glass, just like they watched all of that happen. <laughs> I was just, just like towering over AB Fringle. <laughs> I think I, I think I want to learn about Earthlings. Can I, uh, can I check? Do I have a guide with me? Uh, yeah, you do. You definitely have the Hitchhiker's Guide. All right. You can't say that. I would love <laughs> to look Thanks inside and see what I can learn about Earthlings or Oh Earth. shit! Yeah. Uh, so they're che- he's checking the guide. No, Hitchhiker's Guide? No way. Um, 
So I'm going to have you uh, roll for lasers right now. Yes. I'm sure one, two, three, nine is going to try and like look over his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I think I am. I'm prepared because I brought this with me specifically for this. Yeah. So I'll roll (laughs) 2d6. Yeah, 2d6. I guess I'd be an expert also and just searching in the guide, right? Um, yeah, yeah, you're an expert on the guide. I do that a lot. Sweet. So you got okay, a five. So I got, my number is four. I was trying, I was rolling for lasers. Yeah, you're rolling okay, for lasers. I got two successes. Yeah. Perfect. So you just do it well. Um, what exactly do you want to look up? Earthling rituals. Earthling rituals. Perfect. What it says in the guide uh, is exactly this. Rituals to earthlings are extremely important. You'll find that they're mostly dominated by a certain religion, but rituals in themselves are supposed to be, quote-unquote, fun, potentially important, but most importantly, (laughs) anxiety-producing. So you've seen basically what the guide has told you is that this is not typical. Um, violence is typic- not typically a ritual that these uh, humans are supposed to be doing. Um, but they definitely, this is definitely anxiety producing. Okay. Uh, I'll try and go inside. Okay. So you're going to uh, head inside the, um, <laughs> inside the gym. Um uh- Usher tries to follow, but the door is too small. He's like bumping up against the glass, so he produces a laser from one of his hands and just lasers out one of the panes of glass. <laughs> just lasers out a, a eight foot by eight foot. <laughs> like yeah, eight he's foot able by... to like shrink down his legs enough that he can like fit in. <laughs> it's definitely like that scene from uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas when he's like cutting out the uh, the. You know what I'm talking about? Jim carries the Grinch who stole yeah. Christmas. He's cutting out the glass pane and then he like kisses it to like take it yeah. out. <laughs> so, anyways, you guys walk in there and you guys see uh, uh, you guys see Paris Dawkins laying on the ground with blood on his head. Hey there, this is Nick from Control Group. Thank you so much for listening to our incredibly professional and concise productions. While you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to give us a review, and I'd personally become your new best friend if you shared our podcast with your friends and family. You can follow all of our releases on social media at Control Group Pod. Oh shoot, I think it's back on. Let's get back to listening. That has been a skirmish. Victor has yet to be decided. Oh... I thought it was part of their human religion. I do not know of human religion. I'll look around in the the gym and see. Oh, they have lots of robots here. It's nice in here. I'm just going to go try and greet a treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to try to talk to the treadmill? Yes. I'm going to use the skills that I've learned of feelings (laughs) and interact with this treadmill. (laughs) All right. Uh, I want you to roll for feelings right now. All right. Good. Um, so, what are the questions? What is it? So, uh, are you uh, are you prepared to talk to this treadmill? Yes. Are you an expert in talking to treadmills? No. <laughs> All right. You're gonna, you're gonna roll two d six. All right. Got a five and a four. Five and a four. Oh, so you have laser feelings. You right. um you talk. So well to this this uh, <laughs> you talk so fucking well to this um, this treadmill. Um, it's going to it's going to speak to you. 
Hello, world. Hello, lesser being. I am a extraterrestrial humanoid contamination harvester unit. Usher1239. How are you this fine evening? I have to say I'm quite put off now that you've said that I'm a lesser being. Who says that you're better than me? I suppose the manufacturer. Do I get to ask it a question? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do get a question if you want. What is really going on here? (laughs) The treadmill, like, has no fucking clue. He's like, dude, I don't fucking know, man. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know about getting wiped down? (laughs) No, but uh, he does give you the secrets of how to... Be, how to how to speed up because your character is kind of slow and so because of your laser feelings um, now I want you 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 move faster at a faster rate. <laughs> I download the speed settings on the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you download the speed settings now you can go as fast or as slow as you want. You have been an adequate talking companion. <sighs> adequate to, is. Uh, not what I would describe myself as. I shall correct this in the future. <laughs> Do I have any, um, weapons? I don't even know. Um, so, no, but we're getting there. Um, you're gonna, uh, I want you to, 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 uh, we're gonna pan over to, um, A.B. Fringle, your conversation with Paris. But Paris, you're starting to realize that you don't understand a single word that's coming out of either of their mouths. It, they're alien languages. <laughs> Completely. Hello. How are you doing? On the show, right? Oh, okay. I understand what's going on. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, free swim starting at three. You can just head through the door on the right. Um. I'm sorry. I'm not up on all the new hippie trends. Um. Oh. Sorry, so if this is like a new language from Burning Man, I don't understand. <laughs> as soon as I realize, I don't know what he's saying. Um, can I, I want to search my pockets for a babblefish. Yes, perfect. So you have, uh, you have two babelfish. Oh, sweet. Okay, I'll give one to him. I guess I'll just put it in his ear. You're gonna you put it in his ear. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> and he's just like he's just like I don't I don't do drugs I don't do drugs. Uh, so he shoves it in your ear, Dennis, and it's like painful for a second. But the, but then yep. as soon as the babelfish is stuck in your ear, all of a sudden AB Fringle is uh, speaking not Burning Man language anymore. And I'm mid sentence still speaking, and I'm like, ah, it's always an interesting place, but you know, I thought I could go and look around at the galaxy and see if I could find. Some- what? What? Wait! 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 What kind of honky shit is this? <laughs> Hello, I'm Abby Fringle. I'm Paris Dawkins, as he's gonna extend his hand. I'll extend my one arm. Is it like a normal sized arm, or is it like really long? And just repeat, <laughs> it's, it's super long, and I'll just repeat what he's doing, because I don't know what he's trying to signify to me, but I assume humans, when they say hello, they hold their hand in front of themselves. Uh, yeah, so you don't you don't go to meet for the handshake. It's just two arms extended. Usher one two three nine is going to like saunter over a little bit faster now uh, and say, "Combat initiated." <laughs> <laughs> Paris is going to withdraw his hand quickly and be like, "No, no, no! 
no combat. I'm done with combat for today. I think I hit my head really hard when I was fighting with Mr. Jenkins. And you start to notice that Mr. Jenkins is starting to wake up a little bit. But as he does, you realize that he fell into the um, into the closet. And as he gets up, you realize that he was in a pile of towels. And then uh, A.B. Fringle, you notice those. Those are something. Those are a valuable asset to you. Oh, uh, I don't think I'm going to say anything. I'm just going to grab a handful of them. How many? Ta- how many towels do you want to grab? Six. Six. Perfect. Yes. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Those are only for people with memberships <laughs> for free swim. I'm, um. Oh. Uh, I'd like a membership, please. I was just gonna look at Mr. Jenkins and say, "Threat identified." <laughs> I will. I will barter for one membership, one Earthling religion membership. I would love. <laughs> He's gonna try to buy a membership off of you. How much of those memberships? It's the seventies, so it's like ten dollars. <laughs> just like flat, or? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. I don't have that. Uh, you, no, you're you're definitely broke. <laughs> okay, I'll turn to Usher. <laughs> I I think I think you want some sort of human rock or or dispensable. We will have to raise this land <laughs> in order to acquire the currency. Shall I eliminate the threat? Okay, let's do that. All right, so I'm just going to walk over to Mr. Jenkins and pick him up. Yeah, does he does he have any money on him? And he's gonna he's gonna oh, hold him above him and then his wallet drops a, out of his back pocket. He's got a he's definitely and you notice as you as you look through his wallet, he's definitely got a YMCA membership card in there. Perfect. And then I was just going to stuff Mr. Jenkins into his hatchet. <laughs> And as Mr. Jenkins is going in, he goes, no, someone, someone tell my wife, Barbara. And then you, that's, that's all you hear. And he's dead. Oh, no. And he goes, cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Oh, no, is he dead? <laughs> that's not A.B. Frundle, that's Marcus. What the? Humanoid, humanoid contamination harvested. <laughs> and I say, Whoa. <laughs> Okay, well, I did what you said, friend. Yeah, die and let die, I suppose. <laughs> and I'll grab his money. As as Avery's like handing the card to me, I'm just gonna absentmindedly just like swipe it through the machine <laughs> to get the the transaction to go through. But he's just still staring. A shoe falls at off. Usher, of like <laughs> a shoe get, expunges itself. <laughs> As all of this is happening, you start to hear a low rumble, and you feel like low rumbles should be coming from the ground, but it's actually coming from the sky somehow. And above the YMCA and above the Soul of Silver. So think of the Soul of Silver about the size of like a two-story house. Like it's about oh, the really same like t- height and width as a two-story house. But the ship that is currently flying over the soul of silver is about i think it'd be it would be about 8 times the height of the seer's tower essentially and oh my god above the soul of silver you notice a giant 
box size ship. It just it just looks like a block. It looks like the ugliest thing you've ever seen into your in your entire life. And you you guys notice that outside the window, there's not only one above you, but it must be, I don't know, about 10 miles away, there's another one in every direction. And every 10 miles, there's another ship. And you look above you, and all of a sudden, f uh, microphone feedback starts to, to go through. As that's starting, I'm not really noticing, and I'm like, so... With my membership, how many human being rituals can I participate in per sequence of time? <laughs> I think I should just kind of walk outside to like just look at the uh, the, the approaching ships. <laughs> at, uh, Paris is gonna follow Usher, but like still absentmindedly answering the question. <laughs> um, yeah, well, free swims at three o'clock every day. Um, you can either do racquetball or tennis once per day. Um, pool rooms free all the time. And as this is happening, suddenly a large voice, what seems to be coming through almost every speaker inside the YMCA, starts to speak. People of Earth, your attention please. This is prosthetic Vogon Jelts of the Galactic Hyperspace Planning Council. As you will no doubt be aware, the plans for development of the outlying regions of the galaxy require the building of a hyperspatial express route through your star system. And regrettably, your planet is one of those scheduled for demolition. The process will take slightly less than two of your Earth minutes. Thank you. Uh, um, oh. does, does Asher know about the Vogons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he definitely knows. Both, both, uh... Um, both A.B. Fringle and, um, uh, Usher know who the, who the Vogons are. And you know that this is, this is bad. This is trouble. The Vogons have, the Vogons are here, A.B. We should vacate this planet. Oh, well, you've got to build express routes. So I'll, I'll take them <laughs> and go into the ship. The Vogons have deemed my kind obsolete. I do not like Vogons. Goodbye, Earthlings. Should we not take the ritual man with us? Oh, yeah. He can be a pet with the spider cat. I bought a membership. The monkey cat. <laughs> oh, I said spider. <laughs> How else am I going to take advantage of my new membership? You should come with us. Come, human. Teach us of pool. <laughs> yeah. I want swims at 3.30. Yeah, with your membership, you also get free <laughs> therapy sessions. So. What is therapy? Oh, I'll teach you all about it. And Paris is going to head with them because he still assumes that the Babelfish was drugged <laughs> and that he's just extremely high at the moment. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you're going to get on the when ship. When in Rome, you know. <laughs> um, do you want to take anything with you? <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to, before he leaves, he runs back um, and he grabs a picture of his, his adoptive parents. Perfect. So as you guys are getting up, the Vogons are saying more, and you can't really hear because the Soul of Silver is great about selective hearing, and it's very good about <laughs> it's very good about draining, uh, uh, filtering through what's important information and what's boring information, and this is definitely boring information. All right, so uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take off. So, um, Marcus, uh, uh, who's flying the ship? Ab. Ab. All right, I need you to roll lasers to get this ship off the ground. Um, 
And while this is happening, uh, Usher wants to grab the monkey cat and uh, present it to uh, to uh, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Paris is gonna like <laughs> he's gonna grab it, and I assume it goes wild. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it does. It starts you, like I am told. <laughs> It does like a shriek, but then also like a meow, like a shriek meow that couldn't you couldn't possibly oh recreate. A human couldn't make that sound. I'm gonna try right now. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly so the noise it makes. All right. So I'm four, and I got a six and a one. So I only have one success. One success. Oh no! So, um, as you're getting the ship off the ground, um, you definitely barrel straight into the YMCA, <laughs> no, <laughs> and you destroy like half of this. And Dennis, you, uh, I mean uh, Paris, you see this? What's your reaction to that? Uh, he has so many emotions wrapped up into it. <laughs> but I, I assume he's like he, he, he kind of arms the spider monkey, the space spider monkey in his arms as he's looking down as he watches the YMCA just turn into a YA <laughs> uh, so, as a single tear rolls down his face so as you run into it, since you roll since you uh, landed straight into a full ass building um, the bottom of your shield's gone the, no! you, you still have your surrounding shields and like the top of your shield because think of it as like a uh, the soul of silver is like a ball shape but the bottom bottom of your shields fucking gone um, and as you're flying off um, you guys uh, uh, AB Fringle I don't think you're looking because you're definitely piloting it but Dennis as you're search as you're looking uh, as the back window of the um, soul of silver you see that the earth is like it's like tiny a bunch of tiny dots surrounding it and as you guys are flying off into the distance it just implodes and there's like a tiny little explosion in the center of where the earth used to be and then the sparks fade away and that is where we're going to end this session for today thank you guys so much for joining us for uh episode one of attack of the feels I have been uh, Hadley, your DM, and there has also been... Marcus, I'm playing A.B. Fringle. I'm so excited about this game. This is going to be weird. <laughs> Can I get a cleaner take of your name? Sorry. Marcus, I'm playing A.B. Fringle. I'm Nick, and I'm playing Usher1239. And I'm Dennis, and I've been playing Paris Dawkins. All right. Thank you so much. Tune in next time. Yeah. Do you, do you want to record it as saying after, uh, Attack of the Feels? Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. And that's where we'll end our session today. This has been the episode one of Attack of the Feels, or Higher Than Four, Less Than Two. Is that an alternate title, or is that a subtitle? It's, it's, a, it's both. Oh, okay. <laughs> than two.